Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Hello, family. Welcome to another episode of A Biblical Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. I'm excited about today's podcast because I have a dear friend, sister, and co-laborer in the gospel with me on today. She is no stranger to A Biblical Perspective Podcast, Prophet Tamara Alexander from Tulsa, Oklahoma, is with me on today, and we have an empowering discussion that we are going to delve into. And of course, you know, we're going to empower your thinking from God's perspective. But before I introduce her and bring her on, I want to encourage you to go to my website, ctjohnson.org. Why? Because I have a free resource. Actually, I have a free bundle, a free resource bundle for you. Absolutely free. Did I say free? All you have to do is go to my website, ctjohnson.org. And as soon as you're there, a pop-up will appear that will advertise the free bundle resource or resource bundle that we have in regards to the teaching, execute your excuses. We're in an era whereby this is not the time for you to brush God off and give him your excuses as it pertains to why you can't do what he's instructing you to do, how inconvenient it is as it pertains to your family life and all of that. No, 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 no. Dear hearts, let me give you prophetic warning. This is not the season to brush God off. This is not the season to not take him seriously. And so God spoke to me several months ago as it pertains to we, his body, executing our excuses executing from the standpoint of putting it to death. Many of us put our excuses on the back burner. We put it on the shelf for the appropriate circumstance, and then we pull it from the shelf. We dust it off and we go forward in that excuse. God said, no, no, no. I need for you to kill it, put it to death. And this teaching will provide you with the tools necessary to execute your excuses and posture yourself to be effectively used by God in this season and dispensation. So again, go to my website, ctjohnson.org. You will receive the free resource bundle, which will be an MP3 teaching as well as the PDF notes. So you will have the notes to guide you along in the teaching. All right. Now, I know you are ready to critically think as it pertains to our subject matter today which is wrong garments. And so as I aforementioned, I have with me on today 
Prophet Tamara Alexander, who is the host of the Prophet Circle, a weekly broadcast that streams live every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time via Facebook and YouTube. You do not want to miss this powerful prophetic intelligence session that this woman of God has on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, Prophet Tamara is an ordained prophet under New Era Apostleship Restitution known as Near, where the founder and chief apostle is none other than the one and only, that's right, Dr. Paula A. Price. Prophet Tamara is also a member of Near's Global Company of Prophets. And guess what? She's not only a professional in the kingdom of God, but she's also a professional in the kingdom of men as a licensed cosmetologist. So not only is this woman of God equipped to get your soul right, (laughs) but she's equipped to get your hair right. huh? She can get you right with God and get you right regarding your hair so you can represent him modestly, but however, represent him right. So without further ado, let's welcome to a Biblical Perspective podcast, my friend, my sister, I affectionately call her my prophet sister, Prophet Tamara Alexander. Greet us. Hello, Prophet Tamara. Good evening, good evening. Such a warm greeting, and I'm very excited to be a part of your podcast tonight, Prophet CT. Well, listen, I am honored that you were able to fit me in to your busy schedule to be with us on today. And listen, I want to dive, delve, jump right into this discussion. Those of you who are familiar with the podcast, you know that sometime last year we had Prophet Tamara on and we discussed a thought-provoking and yea, controversial subject of dress and appearance. What does the Bible say? We're in an era now where the church is encouraging all to live your best life and live it the way you desire. If it feels good, do it. Listen, throw caution to the wind and live your life because God loves you. He wants you to be happy in all of that foolishness that we have ascribed to. But in this episode, or rather in that episode, when we dealt with dress and appearance, Prophet Tamara assisted and helped us in understanding that God has pulled close within the kingdom of God. He has a dress code. And whether we believe that or not, every institution has a dress code. Now, some institutions, their dress code is very lascivious. It's very fleshly. However, that's their dress code. But in the kingdom of God, as citizens of the nation of God, of the citizens of the nation of Jesus Christ, we are to adorn ourselves according to the laws, the regulations, the rules, the governance of the kingdom of Jesus and not the kingdom of men and or not this world. And so when I was talking to God 
in my own personal time, he began to speak to me from Matthew 22 and 14, and we will probably close there. But he began to speak to me out of that parable, and he spoke the words wrong garments. And so that's what we want to talk to you all today regarding wrong garments. However, we don't want you to assume that you know what we're going to deal with and or where we're going because we're not going to deal with the physical aspect of dress and or appearance. We're going to deal with the spiritual. We're going to deal with how is your soul adorned? What's the garment of your heart? And before I go any further, Prophet Tamara, what are your thoughts right there as it pertains to where we're going with this subject, wrong garments? Well, I love, you know, what you just spoke about, because one of the greatest things that we all have to understand as creation is that all creation is a slave to a deity. Whether you are Buddhist, Muslim, Black Israelite, Catholic, or atheist, all creation is a slave to it. We Some say deity, some say deity. But we are all a slave to a form, some form of a god. And when we define uh, deity as the supreme being or divine nature, you know, of who the person or more looking at the etymology of this, it also goes into the back to the fact of, excuse me, a being to whom a divine or godlike nature is attributed to. So, in order for us to speak of adornment, whether we're talking about spiritual adornment or uh, physical adornment, I want your listeners to all know that we have to, whether we accept it or not, we are all adorned by a deity. So that's the first thing that I would say to um, to your listeners. And the reason that's important is because of the culture that we are living in today, we're always trying to divorce our, ourselves from uh, the supernal or spiritual world. Does that make sense, uh, Prophet C.T.? Yes, ma'am. It makes scriptural sense. It absolutely makes sense. I love what you said that we are all adorned by a deity. Now, listeners, I hope that you are pulling close to your device and that you're listening with your spiritual ears, ears and you're listening intently to the instructions that God will give unto you because we have to understand as prophet Tamara just so profoundly stated that we are all ordained, not ordained, but we are all adorned by a deity. The question is which deity, which deity and many people don't understand even in the physical or the natural aspect as it pertains to how you dress your body. What you put on your body, it speaks to the deity or deity that you serve. And so we as Christians, citizens of the nation of Jesus Christ, God's elect or the elect of God, we are to in our physical 
adorning, uh, we are to represent the deity of deities. We are to represent Jesus Christ. But the church, unfortunately, and hey, we need to be candid. We need to be truthful. Mm-hmm. The church has shifted in it's not now when we said the church, we know that God always has a remnant. So let's just understand that. Okay. God is okay. never left without a remnant. So I don't want you to think that we're saying that everybody, the entire body of Christ has just turned their backs on Jesus Christ. No, God always has a remnant. There are yet thousands that have not bowed their knees to Baal. But mm-hmm. as prophets, it is our job as prophets and apostles and prophet Tamara and I being prophets. It is our job to guard and to defend our sovereign and his nation and to speak truth to power as well as to assess or hear. I'm about to cuss or judge. We don't like that word, but it's my platform. We are to judge within the body. Now, Paul was very clear as it pertains to we not having jurisdiction to judge outside of the body. He said, that's God's jurisdiction. But when it comes to his body, God's apostles and God's prophets, that is a part of our mantles assignment. So now as we go further into this, Prophet Tamara, anything you want to add before I take us into scripture, because you are on a biblical perspective. We don't give cultural perspective. We don't give personal. We give it from a scriptural perspective perspective but anything you want to add before we go further no i just think what you said you know is very powerful because <clears throat> in the culture that we're living in you know specifically we're just talking about our planet and then we're also talking about the nation of jesus christ <clears throat> what i want your listeners to understand is that anytime we're talking about adornment anytime we're talking about uniforms it is the highest form of identification and communication. Uh, and we as human beings, you know, well, what do we learn, you know, coming up to school about the senses, the five senses? And so when we're looking at each other, I don't care if someone is extremely articulate, articulate or they're a great orator. The first thing that we see is someone standing in front of us, uh, Prophet CT, and they literally have no clothes on. I don't care if they're giving the best political speech, best acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. Would we be able to focus on their communication? Absolutely. No, not. because we are looking at what their physical attire. Right. And so, what people have to understand <clears throat> that when we're talking about attire, you know, whether it's spiritual or physical, your spiritual. Attire is emitted through your communications and your actions. Your physical attire is emitted um, through what you literally physically put on. Mm-hmm. But I want your listeners to understand it is the highest form of identification and communication. There is no nothing, you know, there is no way we can get around it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's bell worthy. There we go. That's our first bell <laughs> exactly. for today's podcast that's bell the uniforms are the highest form of identification whether you want to believe it or not and so now you actually brought us uh what you what you just shared was 
a great segue into where I want us to go now in regards to this subject matter, wrong garments. So garments. Now we're going to look at Romans 13. So listeners go ahead and pull it up on your electronic device. Or if you're old school, like prophet Tamara and I, we actually like our leather bound, you know, just something about touching the pages. Yeah. Something about touching the pages of God's word. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, go to (laughs) Romans chapter 13. And we're going to look at verses 11 through 14 here in a moment. But I want to give us a few uh, definitions, a few meanings as it pertains to uh, the word garment. All right. And even uniform garment, any article of clothing, attire, clothes to adorn, to cover. All right. That's garment. Now. And Prophet Tamara, in that powerful statement, again, she said uniforms are the highest form of identification. So a few things I want us to understand as it pertains to garments, whether it is physical and or spiritual, but garments more so in the natural garments set apart. Okay. Garments set apart. They distinguish between. Garments Mm -hmm. identify duties and responsibilities. Now, let me back up a little, uh, back up slightly. So again, garments set apart. They distinguish between Mm -hmm. RNs, registered nurses and LPNs. They wear the same uniform being that they both wear scrubs, but the colors are different. So the colors of their uniform sets them apart, distinguishes them between each other. So even though they both had to receive formal education and training regarding their careers and occupations, the registered nurse is above the LPN. The LPN even though they have had some similar trainings. However, there are some things that the LPN is not authorized to do. They're not authorized to administer certain medications and certain things that they cannot do because they have not received the full training of a registered nurse. Now, how would you be able to differentiate between them? Cause most people just say, Oh, they, they're both, they're both nurses. However, They are both nurses, but they operate in different functions. And it's their uniform that gives you the that enables you to differentiate between who is who. What one is able to do, authorized to do and what the other is not. So, Prophet, why did you take some time to explain that? Because I want us to understand that how our souls are adorned, our character, our personality. Again, we're not focusing specifically. Now we'll vacillate between the natural and or the physical and the spiritual, but we're honing in on this particular podcast. We're honing in on we as the body of Christ have on the wrong garments as it pertains to the spiritual dress and or the spiritual attire that has been assigned and yea ascribed to the children of God. 
we have taken off the garments that represent God, which are holiness, righteousness, sanctification, and we have replaced those garments within our wardrobe with the garments of secularism, even narcissism, and things of that nature. Prophet Tamara, talk to us about what we've shared thus far. Well, I love what you're saying, too, especially about, you know, what we have traded out. And we have been, I definitely would say, over the last 30 years or 40 years, we have been on a slow decline. And many times when God deals with this, I wish I could say, you know, this is something new, you know, that we are dealing with. But Ecclesiastes uh, 1 tells us that there is nothing new under the sun. Right. You know, so this is something that God has dealt with, you know, in the past. And, you know, we'll continue to deal with even past us. Uh, but the the biggest thing that we have to understand is that the issue God dealt with with the children of Israel, even when, um, I guess I could turn here really quickly because, you know, we do, you know, I, I really can't talk without speaking about the Bible. Right, right, like, right. We need scripture it's, it's, to dialogue. <laughs> yeah, we do. We dialogue with scripture. So. I'll just go here really, really, really quick, if that's okay. Uh, from yes, yes, and yes. This is we have some time. Excuse me. Deuteronomy 18.9. And it says, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. So when we're tonight's uh, subject matter is really dealing with the facts of the, ma- of the matter that we have literally given ourselves to the God of the planetary. We've given ourselves to the God of the nations of the planet. And God, that has been God's issue uh, with us, with the children of Israel, whether he was dealing with the God, the God Moloch, you know, which is where the Ammonites, they worship them and, and demanded the sacrifices. We think, the, the murder of kids and all that stuff started with us. You know, God was dealing with Moloch. He was dealing with Baal, with the Canaanites. He was dealing with, you know, fertility gods and goddesses with Asherah. You know, the Asherah poles. You know, pe- many people don't know about that. But the Asherah poles, you know, is something that they had and God would continually to tell them to burn them down and talked about why. They said that they felt like uh, they brought favor. You know, it was favor for kids. You know, it was fertility worship. If they felt like if they could kill a kid, child sacrifice, they could have a kid. Right. You know, I could go on and on. Dagon, you know, mm-hmm. Marduk, all of these forces, you know, that the children of Israel would continue to mingle, mingle the seed with the God of the planet. So this mm. issue that we are talking about in the, in the 21st century, this issue that we're talking about, in 2022, it's the same issue that God was dealing with way back, you know, in the day, uh, in biblical times, even, you know, day God, you know, we talk about that, how God, they, you know, they place the Ark of the Covenant right next to that, and God begins to right. chop off the and different arms of mm-hmm. Yes, slash it down. That's so, it. and then if we move forward and talk about things that, you know, even the Lord dealt with, um, even like in the 1400 BC area, that Oracle of Delphi. Uh, and that was, you know, a big thing 
when we're talking about Athens, Greece, and them tattering themselves a lot like uh, the temple uh, that Moses built. You know, and instead of giving sacrifices of what we did, of the lamb, they gave sacrifices of what, you know, the demonic symbol. The, the demonic symbol, they would sacrifice a goat, and they would bring in the, the priests, the prophetess, what they called it, to come in and talk to the all the dignitaries and bring delegates in from other nations to speak to the Delphi. And also, this is huge because when we're talking about this mingling of the seed, it's always going to deal with. We're always, what Satan always wants to bring a sacrifice is going to be a sacrifice of murder. It's always going to be a sacrifice of sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be a sacrifice of pharmacia. And it's always going to be a sacrifice of demonic pollution of some degree. Wow. Now, has, break break those. Go ahead. Uh, re- repeat those sacrifices again. I want to make sure that the listeners are are, are taking uh, copious notes. So break down those sacrifices again. Sacrifice of murder. We see that in the beginning when we look at Cain and Abel. Uh, right. As we know and understand that Satan did not have a genealogy. So in order, you know, Isaiah and Revelation talks about him. You know, the scripture says that he was a murderer from the beginning. And to continue, you know, what he did and pay homage to who he wanted to be represented as, his first offspring, which is Cain, made a sacrifice. And that sacrifice was murder, the murder of Abel. Then we said sexual intercourse. The reason Satan has to have a sexual intercourse, that's his only way that he can get into the DNA of the righteous. Right. And then sacrifice, animal sacrifice. Uh, we don't do animal sacrifices as the elect nation of Jesus Christ, uh, but he still requires animal sacrifice. And then pharmacia, a nation on drugs is a nation that is literally prime bait for demonism. And when we're looking at the state of the church and when we're looking at our planet, all of these things, Prophet CC, are currently happening. So that means right now that what God is dealing with right now is that he needs the body of Christ to rid the planet as much as possible. Listeners, I hope you're listening. What is our goal and what is God's goal through us? Remember I said that all creation is a slave to a deity. And those of us who are slaves to Jesus Christ, his goal through us is to rid the planet of demonic pollution. Wow. Wow. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Listen, some of you might be wondering, okay, well, Prophet CT, Prophet Tamara, I hear you, I hear you, but how does all of this tie into wrong garments? Glad you asked. Stick with us and you will <laughs> you you will get to the destination. But yes. what she said uh helps to helps helps bring understanding to the issue that God is having. And and you you said that uh God has always warned his children, his nation against the mingling of seed. And what we fail to understand, of course, he was talking as it pertains to procreating with other nations because of their allegiance and because of their, their 
uh, uh, commitment to their deities and or their gods that would, in, of course, cause issue with issue among his people, because now you have their gods that are are, are, are endeavoring to take control and 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 pull or call the shots, as it were. So he warned against the mingling of seed in that aspect. But again, it goes deeper than that. I want you all to 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 dare to push yourself beyond the shallow things of God into the deep things of God, because he warned us about the mingling of seed. He warned us about uh, uh, entering into contrary environments because spirits transfer. And especially if you have not fortified your spirit, if you have not strengthened your new creation spirit, whereby it is equipped and has the capacity and bandwidth to not just war against, but defeat God's oppositions, then you will be subdued by those spirits that you are entertaining. And so the church, because we have mingled amongst those that God has warned against, and we have associated and when I say associated I don't mean that you can't have a conversation or you can your cubicle can't be next to someone that's not saved no we're talking about engaging in their activities engaging in their uh uh developing uh, developing their mindset as it pertains to what their god has structured their lives and so because the church due to Relevance or for the sake of relevance, we have mingled our seed. We have, uh, 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 entered into environments whereby we did not change it, but were changed by it. Hence, now we are no longer wearing the garments of righteousness. We're no longer wearing the garments mm-hmm. of piety. Uh, uh, we're not, uh, no longer wearing the garments that God lays out for us in the wardrobe of the elect, but we're wearing the garments of secularism. I want us to go to real quick Romans. I promised that we were going to go to Romans, Romans 13, chapter 11, and I want to read it. And then I want to hear your thoughts on it, prophet Tamara. And then we're going to go into some questions, but Romans chapter 13, verse 11 says, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, to awake out of sleep. Now I can park there for a moment, but I'm not. But <laughs> when I read that, what I'm, what I envision in my mind, because when I prepare for bed, when I prepare to go to sleep, I dress for that activity. So in other words, I put on pajamas and this is where the church is. We're talking about wrong garments. The church mm-hmm. has adorned itself regarding certain issues, regarding certain certain concerns of God. We have adorned ourselves with the garments of slumber, with the garments of sleep. We're not right. engaged. We're not observant. We're not concerned. We're not in tune to God's issues. We have adorned ourselves in 
the garment of slumber and sleep. But the scripture says that it is time for us to awake out of that slumber stupor and adorn ourselves with the garments appropriate for what we are being called to do. Dressing appropriate for the actions that we should be taking. Verse 12, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore, here we go, cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Now, the terms, the terminology here is very powerful. He says, cast off darkness and put on the armor of light. Well, anything you put on and cast off is indicative of a garment. It's indicative Mm -hmm. of you adorning yourself, either your mind, you're adorning your body, you're adorning your spirit. And we have, again, adorned ourselves, the church, with the garments of slumber and sleep. But the clarion call is going out amongst and amidst the body of Christ that we need to wake up and realize that we are in high alert, realize that it's no longer things as normal or things as usual, not just church as usual, but nothing is usual or normal anymore. We're in 2022, all that transpired in 2020 and 2021. Listen, (laughs) things are not what they once were. And so it's time for us to go into the, the, the dressing room and make the necessary, uh, uh, Garment changes, as it were. Prophet Tamara, what say ye in regards to that? I 100% agree. You know, I love this. I'm glad that you chose these particular verses because it's so powerful. Because even as you could see reading uh, through that all the way to the end, it says to put on ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh. Mm -hmm. So, what does that mean? You know, uh, that means that. Like you talked about earlier, that means that you have to, that the, uh, the spirit world is always categorizing humanity. Whether we want to accept it or not, we are always categorized by a deity. Uh, even when we go back and look at the model of, um, I should say, uh, Cain and Abel, didn't God say, I'm going to put a marker on your head? You know, why? Because the forces categorize every person. Um, what we are dealing with in this uniform of demonism that, the, that has infiltrated the church is full of so many things. We're dealing with polytheism and polytheism and paganism. Polytheism, right. polytheism excuse me, that the Greek word is polos, which means many. many. And then we're mm-hmm. dealing with the theos, which is God. Right. And then paganism is, is one of the other major things that we're dealing with, which is you know, that's also from the, many people don't know that, that's from the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. And it was named for those who practice a religion other than Christianity. Right. And right now, what God is dealing with, with the church, we're dealing with this humanism, where, you know, where we're trying to say that we can practice, we can coexist with the nations. Remember, we said, and I, I, I've been doing a series in the class for the last five weeks, and really trying to shape the minds of the body of Christ to understand, because God continues to talk to me 
um, Prophet C.C. said, but we forgot why we were placed in the planet. And we being the elect nation of Jesus Christ, we have literally allowed ourselves to be polluted by the other God. Mm. And he brought us into the nation. And I say this all the time. He brought us, he brought the children of Israel. He, he literally said, these are the people, like you said, the remnant, what we call the elect, the Dunamites. He, he literally said, but these specific people will be mine. So he brought them out, made them his nation to go back and disciple the nations and bring them back to him. So we forgot our mission and we forgot the God that we serve. Mm. Why did he place us on the planet? We, those are the questions that we have to ask at our local churches. Those of you watching, we have to answer these questions. Why did God place us in the planet? Yes, to get us saved, because typically that's the only question that we can answer, prophet You know, why are you a Christian? Because I love Jesus. That is great. You know, why did Jesus come to the planet to save us? That is great. But what else? We have to maintain a mission of uprooting the humanistic God, uprooting paganism, uprooting apostasy, and uprooting the polytheism that is running rapid. That's what the church, if you ask me what the church is adorned with today, that's what the church is adorned with. And that is the pollution that is going up to the heavens. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Got to hit the bell on that. Got to hit the bell on that. That is the garment that the church is wearing. Oh, yeah. That's what God is saying. Even concerning the praise and worship. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, no, no. That's not the sound of Jesus Christ. That's the sound of Baal. That's not the sound of the Holy Spirit. That's the sound of Modu. There are all these other gods. The other gods, the gods of hell, are the gods that are going up. That's the spit of worship mm. that's hitting the heavens. It is not the sound of holiness. It's not the sound of righteousness. It is not the sound of the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Remember, what do we keep going back to King Abel? Abel said Abel blood was still speaking. Why? Because it was pure of the deities of the planetary God. It was pure. It literally was not stained by the little gods. Little G was not stained by the God of this world, was not stained by paganism like Adam and Eve. He did not get stained by polytheism. He did not get stained by humanism. He was not stained by the gods like Solomon. Solomon got stained by the gods. You see that? So mm-hmm. David got stained by the gods as well. Right. Even though God called him a man of his own heart, he said, but you will not, what, build my temple That's because it. what, of your hands. That's he said, it. I'm going to reserve that for your son. So we continue to think that our hands and our spirits are not stained with the pollution of the gods of this world. And God said, you tell my nation that is not so, and I will not hear their prayers. I will not hear their call for help Mm. until they disrobe themselves of the God of this paganistic culture. That's it. Wow. That was powerful. God will not hear. Now, somebody, well, I don't agree with that. That's fine. You don't have to. But if you don't, we know that you're not in scripture, really, because the scriptures (laughs) 
are clear as it pertains to the prerequisites of God, as it pertains to the laws of God, the structure of God, the conditions of God and God being holy, God being worthy of reverence. He will not accept us presenting to him in any condition. It's not just what we present, but it's how we present. See, it's not just what we present, but it's how we present. And many, many are, many have in their hands what they desire to present to God. That's good, but it's the posture that they come to him in. It's not your gift in and of itself. It's what your gift is contained in. You're bringing, endeavoring to bring to him that which you want accepted by this holy and righteous God, but your garments aren't equivalent to the standard of the God that you serve. And we're offering, uh, rather we are presenting ourselves to God adorned in the garments of other gods. Now just think about that. How, how, how disrespectful is that to mm-hmm. adorn in the garments of God's enemies and then you enter into his presence or you dare to come before him, but you are clothed. It's just like if I was a designer, if I was a, 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 well-renowned known designer and my children have access to my designs and access to my garments, but yet they go and adorn themselves with the garments of other designers that can be insulting here. Here I am, you know, a designer. And then what I have designed has benefited your life. My, my career, you know, my career has benefited your life has provided for you, but here you are. Well, I like what, um, uh, uh, Louis Vuitton produces versus what you produces. Yeah. But Louis Vuitton didn't provide Mm -hmm. for your college education. Louis Vuitton didn't provide for your salvation, didn't provide for your deliverance, but yet because what Satan is, making is in alignment with the trend and it's in alignment with the fashion we're going along with what is fashionable and acceptable by the culture versus mm-hmm. adorning in what God has required and mandated because he knows how he is to be Represented, and he knows how what we connect with that's anti him will affect the purpose, plan, and will that he has for our lives. Prophet Tamara, that 14th verse of Romans 13, but put ye on the Lord Jesus, but put ye on the Lord Jesus, but put ye on the Lord Jesus, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Just take about 60 seconds and elaborate on that. Help listeners to understand what that looks like. Cause it's easy to say, put on the Lord Jesus. Okay. Uh, and, and, and you have already given us some instructions and walked us through, uh, that process, but I want you to bring it home for those that might be somewhat confused 
confused to what that looks like. How do we put on the garment of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, when we're talking about putting on the garment of the Lord Jesus Christ, one we have to recognize, uh, this particular word, Lord, in this particular context, means Kuri, Kuri, which is K, it's K-U-R-I-O-J. And it means he to whom a person or thing belongs, about which he has power of deciding as master or Lord. So that also means that he is the owner. He has control of the person. person. So when we're thinking uh, in the context of going back to, let's just say, slavery, when we think about the time of slavery, they put identification markers on each slave to be able to identify which slave belongs to which slave owner. Mm-hmm. What I want the body of Christ to recognize on this particular topic in this verse, what this means is that when you're putting on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're literally losing your ability to make the decisions and also the choices that belong to your life, physically or spiritually, that you are literally handing over the deed of your life and giving it over to a particular deity. Mm-hmm. So he now is the possessor. He is now the Lord. He is now the master. And greater than that, he is now the sovereign. So you give express honor and also the title, the be to your life, to him. And so now you're no longer, what we would say, is no longer, you know, I that live, as Paul talked about. That's what Paul was talking about. We continue to, right. you know, sermonize that particular verse and, and literally want to shout, no longer I live, because you have gone through trials and tribulations. Yes, that's great. You're going through trials and tribulations. But what Paul was saying that he literally gave over the deed of his life and that God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit had now taken over as the possessor and owner of his spirit, soul, and body. Wow, that's powerful. So in essence, a biblical perspective, listeners, that's what it is to put on the garment of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is to literally turn your will over to him. It is to turn your life. You no longer make decisions as it pertains to your life in any shape or form. It is to literally conform to God's way of operating, conform to God's structure by transforming your mind. So it's your consciousness that assists in the change of raiment. Is that safe to say? You Because based on what Romans said, Romans 12, uh, uh, he said that you are not, we're not to conform to the world, but be you transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so many of you are hung up as it pertains to transitioning in your wardrobe, so so to speak, because you have not developed the consciousness required that matches the wardrobe of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Mm-hmm. Ring my own bell on that. Because that was good to yes. my... That, <laughs> that was good to me. See, we have not changed our consciousness. And that's true in the the natural sense. Uh, those of us who at one point in our lives, uh, pre-Jesus, we dressed in provocative ways. We dressed in lustful ways. Women, if it, hey, if you had the shape for it, you wore it. The men were showing off uh, their muscles. They wanted to show off the hard work that they had put forth in the gym and all of that. But when we got saved and yea, converted and our mind began to go through the renewal process and God began to transform our consciousness, the, 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 the new consciousness that he was developing in us, the consciousness of the nation of the Lord Jesus Christ began to manifest in our appearance. Many, we didn't have to be told, don't wear that anymore. Stop doing that. But because our consciousness was being changed, our behaviors, our our our, uh, our outward expressions of who we were were now being altered to match that consciousness. And many people are still adorned with the garments of hell. I love how you said that. Uh, they're still adorned with the garments of hell because they're still operating under hell's consciousness. Hell's mindset. Right. So, listen. Mm-hmm. This and is, also, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. No, also mm. Oh my! We don't recognize that Satan is always looking, and I hope you guys are listening tonight. But Satan is literally his job is to always take humanity and discover our nakedness. He yes. wants that is his job. That's always been his job. You know, when we go back to Adam and Eve again. What did the Lord say to them when he was talking to them? He said, where are you, right? He said, "He said, you know, he said, I heard a voice in the, gar- in the garden. I was afraid. And the Lord said to him, you know, where are you? He didn't say you were naked. Why? Because Satan's goal is to strip you spiritually first. So, you know, because his job is to always play, uh, literally, to play against the Lord. He wants to deposit satanic seed. He knows that if he could get in the seed, if he could get in, you know, the lineage, then his return is that on the outside, your offering will then turn to that physical exchange. Mm. And when we're talking about that, that discovery of nakedness, you know, I think one of the most powerful uh, stories or or scriptures, I say, uh, that are in the Bible on that is Ahola and Aholaba. You know, those are two powerful ones. We don't have time to talk about tonight, but it's powerful. Because it showed what God discovered, or Satan, I, I need to say, Satan discovered their nakedness. That's what the scripture said. And after that, he said that uh, they played the harlot. You know, and a whole of mm-hmm. was worse than a whole. And so their job was to, after that, to take that seat of whoredom and then to literally work with the dignitaries, work with the hierarchy of that particular nation to take that down as well. It says captives and rulers and to desire themselves of the things of the flesh. So what we have to recognize in this generation 
that the Bible, the Old Testament, New Testament, none of that's archaic because that's another issue that God built. Absolutely. But what we have to recognize is that a uniform, you're going to always be identified by your uniform. We don't, when we think about military, you're in the military, right? Uh, yes. Military mm-hmm. people, you're always in uniform. That's it. And when we're talking about Adam and Eve, they were out of uniform. Wow. So we think about, we're always talking about what Adam and Eve, you know, the fact that they saw they were naked and they, you know, tied, you know, uh, they tied the leaves around them. But what God was talking about, he was literally saying that they were no longer on the attendance role of eternity. That mm. their spirits were now in attendance on hell's roadwork. Wow. So when the Lord is saying to them in this particular scripture, he says, where are you? No, he's not talking about, we know he's God. He's omnipresent. He saw them. So this says he, his voice was walking around. So he saw them. The surveillance camera of eternity was on them. He wasn't speaking of where they were physically. They were no longer located on the scrolls of eternity. Wow. So we have to recognize whether you're dealing with fornication, mm-hmm. whether you're dealing with your salvation, whether you're just dealing with the fact that you want to do staging and tattoos, you know, which is a blood covenant. We talked about all these gods that require these blood sacrifices. What God's issue with, uh, uh, I'm talking to you all who are, are, are listening, God's issue with the contemporary church is the fact that you all have to recognize that Satan's job in any way, form, or fashion is to get us to buy into the BC God. Right. And whether we're talking about attire, what you put on physically, mm-hmm. because remember, like military, that's how they identify you, right? Yes. You know, they know who the officers are. They know right. who everyone is by the rank, yeah. by your clothes. If you try to go into a work without your uniform, number one, you can't even get in. So what else is code? What is clothing also speaking to? It's also your code. It is how you get access. And many people are not getting access to God right now because they literally are wearing the codes of hell. Mm, It is literally, so we don't recognize that, you know, that codification piece of attire. Your spirit is codified by a certain God. Your physical man is codified by a certain God. So whether you're doing staging, many of you are out there doing that staging, stop it because you are codifying your spirit with a new age God, you know, whether you're dealing with addiction, you know, why God, some of you are dealing with sex addiction. Some of you may be dealing with smoking, you know, those things, Satan is continuing trying to discover your weaknesses, your, your naked parts, so he can clothe it with his power. Wow. Power is the right word to end on regarding that statement. This has been powerful. Listen, Time flies when you and when you're doing the will of God, when you're doing the will of God and when God is speaking and doing his thing, time just goes and you look up and you ask, where did the time go? But um, as we prepare to wrap up today's discussion, I want to first give you all some scriptures uh, that I want you to in your leisure, read, study, pray concerning, because for the sake of time, we don't have time to deal with them here on the podcast. But Psalms 132 and 16 talks to us about the garments of salvation. Isaiah 61 and 10, 
the robes of righteousness, uh, also garments of salvation. But I want you to uh, go and, and read also Zechariah chapter three. Verses three through five, I wanted to give you these scripture references to help provide you with scripture so that you can give context to your discussion. And as you uh, endeavor to make the transitions and the changes and the alterations that God is requiring for you pertaining to the time and the dispensation that we're in want you to go and read and meditate on those scriptures. Well, prophet Tamara, before I allow you to give closing remarks, I do have a question. We had some, we had a few questions that we wanted prophet Tamara to address, but we don't have time for them all, but we do have time for one. So we're going to uh, give her this question, hear her thoughts, and then and allow her to come back in her own way and give closing remarks. But in regards to what we have discussed today, wrong garments, what's the message being sent to the world, an ever-watching world, a world that constantly puts the church under its magnifying glass? What's the message that we are sending to the world as it pertains to uh, uh let me read my question like like I wrote it. What's the message being sent to the world about the church's new set of cultural garments? Because whether we want to admit it or not, the church as a whole, the church has changed the tire. The church is not adorned with the garments that are spoken of in Psalms 132. 16, Isaiah 62 and 10. Actually, in Zechariah, it talks to us about uh, how he had defiled his garments. He, he had on filthy garments and God had to had to transition his attire because he was not dressed appropriately for what God had ordained for him and things of that nature. But Prophet Tamara, that question what is the message we're sending to the world being that they can peer through the church's window and see us wearing what they're wearing, so to speak? Well, you know, there are uh, two, you know, two messages that are being sent out. I can't even just say that as one message. You know, we do have the message right. of the um, of the earth, the planetary message that's being sent out, but then we also have the the spiritual inorganic message that's also being sent out. And the message, you know, I would say what is being sent out to the, um, to the secular world is the fact that when they're looking at us, they're saying, well, I don't need your God because mm. the God that I am, I'm already clothed with looks like the God that you're telling me I should come to. You know, and I've heard, you know, people being that, you know, I've been a hairstylist for a long time and worked, you know, in the salon industry and they are very secular people. And so one time I heard uh, one young lady say, I, if there's not even a reason, you know, why I should go to church. She said, because when I went to this particular church, it was like I went to a rock concert. Wow. So the message that's being sent 
to the secular world is that Satan is enough. Right. And mm. we do not need to switch to <clears throat> the eternal God. The message that is being sent from the church to God is that God is now saying, you know, do I continue with this church or do I look for another like I did with the children of Israel? My, my, that's powerful. Mm. Whew. We just need to take a sila moment right there. Just, I know you all need, mm-hmm. I know you all need a moment to breathe too. <laughs> just, just, just take a sila moment and just let that settle right there. I trust that you all not only enjoyed, but you were informed and educated by today's dialogue with Prophet Tamara Alexander in regards to our subject, wrong garments. What message are we sending to the world? The world that we have been charged to reach through not only the preaching, the declaration and proclamation of the gospel, but proclaiming it also in lifestyle, not just in word, but indeed in behavior. What message are we sending to the world as it pertains to our garments, as it pertains to what we have adorned our soul with, as it pertains to the clothing? And when I say clothing, I'm not necessarily talking in the physical or natural, but in the spiritual. What clothing have you put on? And based upon what you have adorned yourself with, what message are you sending? Are you sending a message of compromise? Are you sending a message, as Prophet Tamara said, that says our God or the the God of God, Jesus Christ, is not enough? He's not sufficient. You need a little Buddha. You need a little Hindu. You need a little tattooing that living and are wearing the garments crafted, manufactured by eternity is not sufficient. Wrong garments. Church, we need transition, shift. We need make the changes that God is requiring for the time and the dispensation that we're in. Prophet Tamara, give us closing remarks. If there is one thing in particular that you had to leave with the listeners, one thing that you had to make sure you got across, what would it be? Well, actually, the Lord is telling me that, you know, there is someone who is going to listen to this broadcast, or maybe some people, but particularly one person. You are struggling, and you want to do the right thing for the Lord. But right now, your biggest issue is that you think that because you have struggled with secularism and some particular issues for a long time, that Jesus Christ won't take you in. The Lord says that is a lie from the enemy. He says that it is okay for you to come to him. And many of you are watching that can relate to this as well. He wants to sit down with you. Number one, he wants to deliver you. And the Lord, and so right now, I, God wants to uproot the spirit of shame that some of you are dealing with because you are afraid 
that the Lord is not going to accept you in your simple state, but the devil is a liar. And the Lord said that it is time for you to sit with him because he wants to chat with you. And he's going to give you the prescription that's of deliverance that's going to set your soul free from this particular strong man that's not only stalking you, but this particular strong man of, of drugs, alcohol, and also for some of you all smoking. God says he's going to uproot out of your soul, but some of this has literally come down your family line. The reason that you have not is not you're not crazy and there's nothing wrong with you. But this thing has traveled down your lineage for so long. So you, it's not that you just have an appetite for it. There is a family tree soul tie that you're also dealing with. But the Lord says you have to come to him. You have to get back into a routine of going to church, get back into a routine of opening up your Bible. And God said, do not allow the spirit of shame to stalk you anymore. He says, because I am the God that delivers and I am the God that heal it be. So I definitely want to say that. And then lastly, we are in a time for your listeners. I want you all to understand that God is literally adjudicating his supremacy clause throughout the planet. And it does not matter what you do. All of creation will be in his sovereign grip. He said that in this particular hour, he wants you all to know that this demonic pollution that is bewitching his church will no longer stay in the high seat of the heavens and in the earth. As we move forward throughout 2022 and the years to come, that there is going to be an uprooting. So hold on to your seat because it's going to get ugly. It's going to look demonic before it looks sovereign. God says, but my hand is in the midst of it all because I am the God that kills and make alive. Do not allow the spirit of trepidation and fear to literally cause you to panic. Fill your house with the things that you need to do. Whether that is filling your house with food, filling your house with salvation, fill your house with the things that are necessary because God is getting ready to shake this planet like never before. And he wants you all to know that it is of him. And as he shakes this planet, he's going to be situating many of his top officials, apostles, prophets, even uh, pew members who've been literally seated in right now, not just in the supernal places, but done that you have done the intellectual work. You've done your studying. God is opening up seats around the planet and he is placing his elite around the world. But do not, I will say it again, do not allow the spirit of fear to grip you in this hour because the Lord, your God, has the planet in his hand and he's shaking, he's shaking the demonic pollution until the light of the Lord Jesus Christ shines again. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God for today's podcast. I am so grateful and appreciative to you, my friend, my sister. We want to thank Prophet Tamara Alexander for being our special guest on today here on a Biblical Perspective podcast. I want to encourage you to connect with this woman of God and make sure 
that you tune in on Tuesday nights, Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure you go and like the Facebook page, The Prophet Circle, as well as subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Prophet Circle. Make sure you click the bell so you receive notification when she is live. Prophet Tamara, give them uh, any contact information that you desire, the website, and any information that you desire to give them as it pertains to how they can be a part of the Prophet Circle and connect with you. Yes, you can connect uh, with the Prophet Circle at www.theprophetcircle.com and also like uh, Prophet CT said, you can subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, it is growing, 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 and we would like you to become a part of the Prophet Nation family. So join us on Facebook and join us on YouTube on Tuesday nights where we are discussing prophetic news that is happening around the world. Amen. Well, dear hearts, uh, it's time for us to go. We're not out of content. Lord knows we could go on for another hour or so, uh, but time <laughs> will <know>. not. <laughs> we could, Lord knows, especially when her and I get together. But we will have this woman of God, Prophet Tamara, back with us again. Uh, as you know, she is no stranger. She's one of the favorites here on A Biblical Perspective. And so I want to encourage you to email me. I'm interested in hearing regarding in uh, hearing rather your feedback as it pertains to today's discussion, today's topic, wrong garments. I want to know how you were enlightened, how you were helped, delivered, whatever God did for you, spoke to you. I want to know so we can rejoice with you. So email me at admin, A-D-M-I-N, admin at ctjohnson.org and share your thoughts, your key points as it pertains to today's lesson. And of course, I invite you to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at C. Terrell Johnson. Terrell is spelled T-E-R-R-I-L-L. C. Terrell Johnson on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, subscribe, subscribe and rate the podcast as well as consider becoming a monthly partner or sponsor, enabling us to empower lives around the world. You can do that by going to ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. All right. Well, until next time, this is Prophet C.T. Johnson with my special guest, Prophet Tamara Alexander. Know that we love you. Be empowered. Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, subscribe and rate the podcast at cpnshows.com. Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text CTJM to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at C. Terrell Johnson, on Facebook and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective.